He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm your host, Evan Wexel, and this is a random, awkward, amazing podcast where I'm interviewing every single Facebook friend I have. And if they say no, they either have a good reason or they're not my Facebook friend anymore. But to this week, I have someone who is my Facebook friend and wanted to talk to me. And that is amazing. Before I tell you who that person is, go to awkwardwithevan.com for old episodes. If you're on your phone or your Android, go to uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, cool way to help the show is to write a five-star review for this podcast on iTunes, which greatly helps and lets more earballs and eyeballs and all balls, testicles, uh, understand and absorb this podcast. Uh, also, go to patreon.com slash funnyevan, which I will explain as a way to support this podcast uh, to keep it expanding and flourishing. Um, my Facebook friend this week is Greg Raposo. Long Island boy like me, doing good things on Long Island, like I used to do when I was in Long Island, except this guy uh, kind of has been everywhere entertainment-wise. As a kid, won Star Search. As a kid, was Elvis Presley uh, for radio station appearances and and touring around. Um, Went on as a teenager to be in a boy band. You may have heard this boy band uh, before. It's called uh, Dream Street was the name of the boy band. Uh, Jesse McCarthy or McCartney, I think was another person. I'm sorry. My boy band knowledge is, is not like, it's not wrestling guys. I'm sorry. I just, boy bands, eh. but um, he was cool enough. Greg was cool enough to talk to me about what it was like growing up school in the daytime, band at the nighttime, touring with Dream Street how the band kind of evolved, how he branched off and then did his solo work, um, what he's up to now. And he even has uh, some fun stories because I was watching his music videos. Um, he had a great music video about uh, – it was dedicated to someone, uh, a sick female fan um, of his and he inspired him to write a song. And he gets to tell me <laughs> the truth behind what that fan was really all about. Oh, you're going to – it's a great story. I say that a lot to my wife. But it, this one is – Oh, all-time socially awkward best story. Um, I feel like I don't want to say anything else because it's just good to talk to him. And it's also cool because the way this podcast is so random, sometimes the guests don't even know who I am until I start talking to them. So, Greg, you get to hear how like a few minutes in he finally realizes how we're connected and who I am. So that's always fun. I think that's fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to shut up. It's, it's not my time. It's Greg Raposo's time. Dig it! Okay, socially awkward with Evan Wexel, and I, I am talking to a very talented gentleman who I've never spoken to until right now, but I think my sister's friends with your sister because they went to school together. Um, I'm with Greg Raposo. Oh, is, is that how I know you? Yeah, I think that's how. I know, I think I know, I know of, I only know Nicole's like five-year-old self because I remember... Okay. Going to school, like my sis- my sister Debbie would go there. And I know, like they were in the. Uh, 
Oh, okay. I know who you are. Oh, good. <laughs> now it's all coming together. Okay. Did you wait? Did you go to Buckley too? I was a counselor at Buckley forever, but I never went. Debbie right, right. went from the beginning. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. Cause it's good. Cause I, that's what this podcast is about. I'm talking to a different Facebook person every episode and I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know how we, I think maybe I, maybe I randomly friended you eight years ago. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm a bit of a Facebook whore. Yeah. So I got, I got a lot of friends. I just accept everybody and, uh, whether I know them or not. So, but you know what? Hey, why not? Right. <laughs> why not? Cause I, that's what I was doing in, in the beginning of Facebook. I was just trying to get fans. So I would just like add people who went to my college, no matter what the year they were. And right. I, I would. Well, the, yeah. I got, I got forced into signing into Facebook for promotional purposes, not really for personal reasons. And then, uh, you know, so I was accepting everybody, but then freaking Facebook, they cap you right. at 5,000. Right. So, uh, it's just silly because, you know, so I, I ended up actually a few years ago asking people to unfriend me <laughs> so that I could actually like friend people that I wanted to stay in touch with. And, uh, I mean, to, to this date, I've got, you know, now I'm a little more, um, you know, I don't just accept everybody on Facebook only because I know I've got like a limited amount of right. space. Um, so I've got like a, like a list of a few hundred people who are like, you know, like pending requests that I, I don't accept anymore. Okay. But now are anyway, these yeah. of yours you think, or are these people you actually know? Well, if, if there's people I know, then I usually will accept it. I'll, I'll like check out our mutual friends, right? And if the other, if the mutual friends are like the other guys from uh, Dream Street, then I usually don't accept. Okay. <laughs> right. So yeah. So people that don't know you, you're uh, a well-known, experienced singer uh, from Long Island, like me. Um, the way I always knew of you was well, I'd ask my mom, and my mom would always say. Oh, he's the one doing that Elvis thing. He's doing the Elvis thing. For that was back. <laughs> now, yeah, now you're going way back. Yeah. So you really know the inside scoops then. Well, then tell me, like, when did singing start for you? Like, when did you start, like, you know, performing out or, you know, what piqued your interest? I, I started when I was uh, six, actually. Yeah. Um, taking lessons, and I was my guitar teacher's first student. Okay. Um, and we would actually go around and we created a little uh, side project. I think it was called Bright Eyes. Okay. And I was performing because her, her other job was she would do kids parties. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I started learning all these kids songs with her, she would uh, bring me along to her kids parties. And it was pretty gimmicky. I was, you know, the same age as the kids of the parties I was going to and I'd be performing and doing all kinds of songs and I was always very animated. Um, and that's actually how I got into the Elvis thing was, yeah. was, um, my dad was a big Elvis fan. So I learned a few songs for him. And then my aunt is like this incredible seamstress. Okay. So she made me this like ridiculous Elvis outfit with <laughs> the bell bottoms and the, the jewels and the, you know, all the, the full minds and um and i would i would put on this ridiculous show at these kids parties and everybody would you know get a kick out of it wow. and then uh, my aunt she took a video 
<laughs> of me doing my thing. I like, I don't know, I guess at this point, maybe I'm like seven or eight. Yeah. And she sent it into Star Search. Wow. And then um, I got a call from Star Search. I went and did that. And then I, I ended up winning that competition. So from there, I got hooked up with an agent in the city. Uh-huh. Um, so now I'm at around nine years old. And then at, at about nine, that's when I started doing, you know, becoming like, you know, more professionally involved. Right. I had an agent. I started doing commercials and oh, good. some off-Broadway stuff. And, you know, then it's a, just a chain reaction from there. Um, and I, I was contacted by Priscilla Presley yeah. to fly out to Graceland and perform uh, for this show they called the Elvis Spectacular. That was a lot of fun when I was a little dude. Mm-hmm. I had, like, Elvis's actual drummer. Well, playing, you know, drums for me and his actual backup singers singing with me. And so that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, how, one thing just led to the next. And, yeah. uh, you know, so you're going to great. Going. How old? Ah, dude, it had to be like, you know, 10 years old or something. Okay. Nine or 10. That's great. Um, Cool. How did it then? I mean, I'm just, I mean, all I, I'm looking at like your Wikipedia stuff a little bit. I don't know if you're a fan of your Wikipedia page or not. Um, seems pretty accurate. Um, I'm, it, yeah, I mean, it, it is and it isn't. I remember at one point somebody like wrote something on my Wikipedia page. This was around the time when I was getting married right. that I was actually engaged to uh, one of the other guys from Dream Street, <laughs> which um, he happened to be uh, in my bridal party. It was like, you know, one of my groomsmen. Um, but like, we got a, we got a real kick out of that. So you can't always, uh, you know, it's not, it's not always a hundred percent. I would agree. I know firsthand. And I mean, I used to have like a really small, I guess, Wikipedia page and I tried to make it better and then get down. Right. Waiting to, I'm trying to get where I can have my Wikipedia page back. So, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Whoever played that prank on me, like (laughs) props to them because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And when, so you, when did you, you met dream street was, it was technically a boy bands when you were how old or. So so the story behind dream street that most people don't even know is actually, it was originally meant to be a Broadway show. Whoa. And um, all the guys, we all auditioned for the Broadway show like you would any other Broadway show. And they were auditioning kids that had been on Broadway or that were in that scene and had agents sending them on those kinds of auditions. Um, And the whole, this was like around the time when reality TV was just beginning to, you know, make its way. Um, so the whole like concept behind it was basically it would be this Broadway show where you have these five kids and they're, you know, making a band and they're trying to, you know, get signed to a label. And then, you know, there's a whole storyline to it. And then at the end of the show, they end up getting signed and their song gets on the radio. Hmm. And then the reality element to it would be that, you know, you'd go, you see the show and then you're driving home. And we actually would, you know, really have a song on the radio and be, wow. you know, so, you know, so that, that was like supposed to be the gimmick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it ended up happening is the, um, you know, the second half of the, of the idea of the concept came to fruition, meaning we got songs on the radio and we got picked up by Radio Disney and all of that. 
but then the actual Broadway show part fell through, and then all of a sudden we were just like a real boy band. Yeah. What? Um, so I guess so I'm, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah, and I mean, I'd ask you, I guess, if if you're doing that stuff as like about a teenager, I'm assuming, like, what is it like when you know, technically most people your age are in school all day, and you know, maybe you're being pulled in every which way. Well, was it? I actually I was in school all day, oh. um, and so I, I I started this. I was 13 when I started the group, and originally it was called Boy Wonder. Yeah, and we uh, we rehearsed all summer long. We did a big show for labels at the end of the uh, summer. Uh, we and then all the labels they had this you know very similar comments, which was that they liked me and one other kid that was in the group, but but you know didn't feel the same way about three other guys. So then right. they fired the three other guys. <laughs> they brought in Jesse McCartney and Frankie and Matt. Right. Renamed the group to Boy One uh, to Dream Street, right? And then uh, so you know, so I was actually one of the like OG members, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we started. We took off around the time I was like fourteen, fifteen. So at this point, I was going to you know a freshman in high school. Yeah, and I went you know to like we discussed earlier. I went to private school, elementary school, but then I went to public high school. Right. So in ninth grade, I was the new kid, and I didn't know anybody, uh-huh. but everybody knew me as the new kid who was coming in, who also happened to be in a boy band, which you know in public high school wasn't always uh, you know. Not everybody was into that. Oh, sure. I mean, the girls were all for it, and I definitely, you know, uh, made a lot of female friends. Yeah. Um, but all the dudes in the school were really not into it. <laughs> and there was definitely a lot of, like, jealousy and, and yeah. that kind of thing going on. They, they so I actually had a hard time. Yeah, I had a very hard time. My uh, my, my uh, freshman year, my sophomore year of high school, I was, like, getting my ass kicked, and I was dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, verbal abuse and, and, and all of that. And it was very weird going from this very, like, feeling shitty place, you know, between 8 and 3 p.m. and then driving into the city and rehearsing and dealing with labels and dealing with, you know, and being treated essentially like a celebrity and having this very glamorous lifestyle um, that was very, very polar opposite from my day job, if you will. Yeah. Um, But it was cool. In a way, it kept me balanced, you know. I kind of had... It was a humble, I guess. You know, yeah, and my after-school activities would, you know, put me up on cloud nine, but then that, you know, weekday would roll around and I'd be, uh, you know, put back in my place. Oh, geez. Um, then did you like uh, over the summer, like when you would do like national tours or? Yeah. I mean, we were, we were touring a lot of, you know, definitely more so over the summer. There was, I think like a three or four month span where we, uh, you know, where I was pulled out of school and we had right. tutors on the road with us. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, it was it was like just living this dual life. Yeah, um, but it was cool. I mean, no regrets. I loved it all, and <clears throat> so, didn't change anything. Um, who what would have been like your favorite places to perform? Um, like whether it was like, well, I guess you had the, the band, and then you obviously you, you eventually did your solo stuff. 
So right after after Dream Street, I uh, so for me, especially like I mentioned earlier, I started playing guitar at a very early age. I started writing my own songs when I was young, like that. So right. um, my dream always was to be in a band. And I, I always had like a little garage bands growing up, right? And to be writing my own music and playing my own music and doing that whole thing. So even while I was in Dream Street, I felt like it was a stepping stone for me to get to where I really wanted to be. Yeah. So I actually wasn't even that upset about the whole breakup. I, I saw that I saw it as a great opportunity. Sure. Um, and and it was. I mean, at that point, I, I you know found some buddies and started writing my music, and I came out with a solo album, and we released that. Um, and then I, you know, created all kinds of different bands. I mean, I had my punk rock band, I had my, wow. my hard rock band, I had my pop rock band, um, you know, and then, and then I ended up going, uh, solo again sure. and did more of like a singer songwriter type of vibe, uh, album. And, uh, who are, um, you know, when you, when you, yeah, go ahead. I was asking, like, who were like some of your favorite your favorite influences over the years? Because obviously, you're growing up and you're exposed to music since the age of six, and as I'm sure music's changing from six. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes a lot. Obviously, as you change and as you grow, so do your influences. Right. And that also reflected in the bands I was in. You know, like that punk rock band was when I was in my early college years. Yeah. And I thought I was a punk. You know, and I was a punk. <laughs> um, so, you know, back then it was story of the year and brand new and, and, uh, yep. you know, yellow card and, yep. and all those guys. And then as I got a little older, you know, I had, you know, one Republic and the script and, yep. uh, sure. You know, and then I got a more singer songwriter and I, you know, started listening to more Gavin DeGraw and yep. John Mayer and, and that kind of vibe. So it's, it's really just changes as time goes and, yeah, um, and I I did see how you, yeah, you, you did your first solo show at a, at the downtown in Farmingdale, which is now closed. Um, that's one. Yeah, of the, that was my spot. That yeah, spot. like they'd have open mics on Tuesday. I'd go into the city and work until five, and then I'd take like a train and drive out there to sign up for open mic, and I'd be there till like one or two in the morning, going on after like twenty emo. Yeah, that that first solo show of mine when we uh, put the tickets on sale, yeah. it sold out so quick that, that we actually ended up booking a second show. Wow. Which also sold out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was, it was definitely a very cool transition. I was, you know, really into it. Um, and it was a lot of fun, man. Like I said, no regrets. Uh, cool. All right, we're going to get back to more with Greg Raposo. But first, like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Hold on. Wrong plug. This is where I plug patreon.com slash funnyevan. If you go there, you will see how I am asking for recurring support to keep this podcast flourishing and prospering. And the way I want to do that is by you guys going there and pledging as little as a dollar a month which helps cover my hosting fees and putting the time in to round up everyone on Facebook or anywhere else and uh, to interview them on the show. 
For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to my my feed of to all my patrons who support. Three dollars a month, you get an awkward army certificate. It's pretty fabulous. Five dollars a month, I send you an FNXL cell phone wallet. I'm paying for the postage, people. It's going to you. Extra credits and tiers can be reached, and I will then give you things like consultations, credit for the show, be a producer, title sponsorship. It's out there. It's available. This is a podcast that does not have Podcast One, Seat Geek, and Me Undies sponsors. They, yeah, I just gave you guys a free plug. There you go. Take that. Um, this is a, a homegrown, grassroots kind of thing. I'm never going to sell out unless it's to you guys. So, patreon.com slash funnyevan, and that will help me. And now I'm going to help you guys by getting back to Greg Raposo. Um, how, man, a few things I could ask. What, what, uh, I saw, I was watching the That Day video from a few years back before talking. Yeah. That seemed like, that was more like you doing your own, like, singer-songwriter thing? Yeah, so that's more singer-songwriter time. Yeah. Um, there's a very funny story okay. to that, to that whole song that, that most people also don't know. <laughs> but apparently, and I just learned this very recently, um, but that whole entire thing, which was meant to be a very um, meaningful and important thing that I was doing. And, and don't get me wrong, it, it right. was and it is. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of messages from people who have told me that that song has helped them and yeah. has done a lot for them. And so just for that, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, it's nothing, I'm, I'm still very proud of it, but I actually found out very recently that, um, the girl I was communicating to who, you know, was telling me that she was sick with cancer and that she was going to die and she had the right. operation and, and I wrote this song for her and I, you know, the, the song tells the story. Sure. Um, but apparently that was actually a catfish. Uh, I, I got catfish. You got medical catfish. Um, <laughs> I did. And I did. And the, and the truth behind the story. And I figured this out because I got a message from some fucking creep, um, <laughs> who was like, Hey man, like my name is so-and-so and I'm writing to you on behalf of, you know, so-and-so who's in jail, but, is getting out soon and just wanted me to let you know that, you know, he, he feels a lot of guilt because, you know, he told you that he was this, you know, X, Y, Z person yeah. when really, you know, it, it's not, he, he, you know, she is a, he, and he, uh, wasn't sick. He was actually, you know, going to jail. Uh -oh. Um, but, that, you know, he wanted to, you know, I, I mean, he told me that he wanted to kill himself and that he had all these um, <laughs> plans of, of uh, committing suicide, but that, um, you know, my song actually stopped him from doing that. And, um, you know, so it still, again, made uh, a yeah. tremendous impact. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, you know, funny story... <laughs> is uh yeah that that's actually a catfish yeah <laughs> where's neve to film this we need neve and his right uh, yeah I don't know. Uh, uh cool man so uh, as before you get to to daycare and, and get your get your daughter um do you have do you, we've never spoken so do you have any initial questions for me being that we're facebook friends but but we've never spoken really until now 
Um, I, no. I don't. I don't think I have any questions. No, no I'm, I'm happy to uh, to you know to talk and yeah. to have uh, you know be a part of your <laughs> random. What, what is it? What do you call oh, it? Called socially awkward. I was thinking of calling it socially awkward. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, I'm awkwardly, I could awkwardly be talking to these people on social media that I've may have never spoken to or may yeah. have them or maybe I do. Right. So yeah, this is no, good. I think, I think it's cool. Uh, when you, when you sent me the message, I was into it and happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, keep, keep, uh, keep up the, uh, the coolness. Cool. Is, is there any, uh, any music you're working on now or is there a most recent thing? that uh people can check yeah, out yeah i i do have some things in the works i don't want to say too much because i don't want to jinx it but you might see me uh out there shortly yeah um and uh yeah i, I started talking to a couple dudes uh, musicians that i'm going to be meeting up with this weekend actually to okay. see if there's uh you know the chemistry there and i might you know, be looking into starting a new band and a new project. I, I auditioned them and they definitely got the chops. And uh-huh. so we'll see if the, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of like dating, you know, you got to see if, uh, if, you know, the personality is also aligned. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, man, I mean, once an artist, always an artist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these days my priorities are, yeah. Are, you know, obviously with my family and sure. uh, supporting my family, doing all that. So sure. I make a living um, actually in uh, construction. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a developer and a general contractor and a property manager. So that's, yeah. you know, what pays the bills and uh, puts food on the table. But right. um, like I said, once an artist, always an artist. And I'm I'm still very fortunate to be able to uh, have the freedom to pursue music and to come and go and and you know make my own schedule. Yeah, and, stuff. and so uh, I'll, I'll be around. I ain't going anywhere. Okay. The comedian me would ask if you why don't you just write a, an album about construction, like a construction album. Like this one's about buildings. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I would write an album about construction, <laughs> but I have thought about taking sounds from oh. the construction site and incorporating them into the music. You know, like steel beams, yeah, dropped and hammers, yeah. and you know, make a make a cool beat with that. Right. Um, but I, I don't honestly find much yeah. um, inspiration in terms of uh, lyrical content from the uh, two by fours. <laughs> right. Well, sometimes like I tutor kids on the side, and they they never know I'm a comedian until like maybe they find out or find out my last name. But they think I'm not. I'm not funny with them. I mean, think about how the construction workers feel when they're working for me, and then all of a sudden they find out I was in a boy band. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Your show at the that, that's always a fun conversation to have. Oh, uh, cool. And I was asked, how's, how's Nicole doing? I don't know what Nicole's been up to for the last 20 years, so I don't know. If she, she... She's doing great, man. She's she's the real talent in the family, okay. Um, most people don't know that, but she's incredible. She's got a an ear, she can like a musical ear, like that you wouldn't believe. She can harmonize to anything, she can sing anything. Um, 
And uh, most recently, just, you know, having fun, uh, when I'm invited to do gigs, I I have my sisters tag along with me. Yeah. So we've done some stuff together, and we've had uh, a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we're all very close. Um, so we even created a little band that we call the Fan Band. Right. And be me and uh, Nicole and Daniela. Nicole's actually the shyest of all of us, <laughs> um, but probably the most talented. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can check that out too. There's uh, if you type in the fan band, we have a couple videos, and we went oh. to the studio and recorded a couple things. And any any links for you, uh, iTunes people should check out like albums and stuff. Uh, um, actually, yeah, the, my latest album is up on iTunes, and um, just very recently, I was like checking. I, I did the uh, Spotify subscription, and when I type my name in. Uh, the only thing that comes up is like this like random single I did uh, a few years ago and this like Disney song from, I don't know, early 2000s. Yeah. So um, I'm right. I'm in the process right now of getting the rest of my material up on Spotify and iTunes because I've got like three or four albums gotcha. that uh, should be out there and aren't. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, so anybody who's interested, give it a couple of weeks and you should be able to find it on there. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, man, sounds great. I mean, uh, definitely. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll get this thing heard. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. I'll. My you, pleasure. You got it. Uh, you you definitely have a good one. You too, man. Right. Later. Okay. Bye. All right. I want to thank Greg Raposo for making the time and chatting with me and letting me into his Raposo world. Uh, definitely check out, uh, his stuff. His music is online. He's legit. He's got a Wikipedia page. I used to have one, but it was taken down. So it's kind of sad, but, uh, definitely check out Greg. He's going to have some new things like popping up on iTunes and, and all these other places. So keep an eye out and, uh, you know, give him a shout. As he said, he's a Facebook whore. So if you want to add him, totally add him, uh, one more time to plug where you can find more about this podcast, awkwardwithevan.com at Facebook and Twitter at Awkward with Evan, um, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. You found it. I need me to tell you why to find it or where to find it. There it is. Also, if you want to support the show besides patreon.com slash funnyevan.com, I'm also an Amazon affiliate. There are links in the show notes where if you click on it, do your shopping at Amazon, anything you purchase kicks back to me, which is fab. Maybe you even want the new Amazon Echo Show thing. Click on the link in the show notes. You got it. Boom. See what Alexa can do. See what Alexa can show you. Um, but that's enough about anything else that's not socially awkward. Uh, I guess I'm just going to go because my kid's in the next room and unsupervised. So I'm just going to chill and do that. But uh, I'm kind of on a roll right now because I have a lot of uh, episodes that have just been uh, recorded. Some new guests that will be coming up uh, to varying degrees of awesomeness and randomity and awkwardness. And uh, you guys are going to dig it. Thanks for digging this episode. I hope to see you back again. Yahtzee! Why did I say Yahtzee? Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.